Welcome everyone to The Mediocre Place. I'm Naomi. And I'm Vanessa. And today it's about mental health. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting stuff. We're changing it up a little bit. Just switching it up on you guys, you know. Uh, I do want to, like, I wanted to kind of preface, is that a word? Preface this uh, episode with uh, saying that we both have a very similar coping mechanism, which is laughter. So there might be situations in this episode where I just literally laugh about my trauma and it's not funny. I know it's not funny. (laughs) We know that it's not funny, but the way that we cope, because it's so ludicrous sometimes the things that like we've done or we've been through that we're just like, how else do you cope with that? You can't just like cry every time because you're like why would I cry every time like it's already happened it's the past like I've grown so much since so you're like huh I can't believe that happened (laughs) yeah because it's so like you're like oh okay that happened and like it happened to me so you just kind of like laugh because you're like that's strange yeah my sister and I joke about like how especially with my like family history we're always like literally if we would write it down and put in a movie, people would say, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> Which isn't true. And I was watching, I was watching the Judd Apatow masterclass and like comedy and stuff. And I was talking about how um, that scene in Freaks and Geeks where Martin Starr is sitting, he get, comes home and he's listening. I think there's a Who song playing in the background and he comes home and he's watching like a Larry Wrangler. I think that's his name. Um episode on tv like it's a comedy special like back in the day and he's eating simultaneously like a grilled cheese and like chocolate cake and like the song the who like whatever song it is is blasting in the background you could tell that he's just like laughing and like eating grilled cheese and chocolate but it's his the way that he's coping is he's home by himself just like laughing at the screen but like his life is in shambles like his parents are getting divorced and Mm -hmm. he knows that his dad cheats on his mom so he just comes home yeah he comes home and he's just sitting there just like laughing but like in the background his whole life is just a fucking mess but you're just like I'm gonna take this moment for me and I'm just gonna fucking enjoy some chocolate cake and a grilled cheese and like what a beautiful example of exactly what we just said that it's it's it was just so like I was like that's so genuine because he was legit laughing and I was like that's me that's like the humor that I'm interested in the comedians that I listen to it's just like the people that I can like relate to the most Judd Apatow was like that was me when my parents got divorced like, mm-hmm. it was such a weird thing because, like, some people's parents get divorced when they're a little bit older, so they kind of can understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like, oh, this is shitty. Like, my parents don't like each other anymore, and it's, like, awkward coming home. Or, like, what if your dad has a new girlfriend and, like, you kind of have to act? Like, how do you act? You know what I mean? Like, it's such a weird thing to go through when you're young because you're like, I thought, like, you're supposed to love each other forever. What's going on? Like, <laughs> Wasn't that the deal? Like, I feel like, what's happening? Why is there a strange woman in my house, you know? So. Yeah. I know, like, uh, like I mentioned you before where I was, like, my sister and I, because my sister and I have been through all of the trauma together. So we laugh about it very, but you know, she's taught me, she's made me notice, I say, you know what's funny? And it's not funny. It's interesting. She's like, it's not funny, it's interesting. And I'm like, okay, I need to change that. But yeah, when I was like a year ago, I was estranged with going to the hospital to see my estranged father for three years. And we're both sitting in the hospital parking lot, 
dying of laughter. <laughs> and it wasn't a funny moment. <laughs> but it but it is like to you because you're like, I haven't seen my dad in three years and now I'm just going to go see him in the hospital. Like, what do you talk about? Exactly. And we were like crying. <laughs> like, how how's it? How's it? been sucks that you're in the hospital you just had a car accident (laughs) love you i think like do i like oh my god uh, because you don't know what the relationship is like no it's like starting from scratch but in like the worst situation possible oh yeah it was the weirdest thing in my life it was such a weird fucking moment but ultimately good anyway so um also, I'm just going to pause real quick and say that it's Gemini season officially today. What does that mean, Naomi? So, listen. <laughs> listen to me. No, Gemini season is all about, like, I've no- I'm noticing the patterns of, like, when I, how I was acting last Gemini season and stuff. And, like, Geminis are, like, obsessed with, like, information and they're the most social sign in the universe. So, like, first of all, this whole quarantine it's not going to work during this season. I have a feeling. And then we're going to have another wave. But that's not what I meant to say. So uh, I can already feel the like really nice weather outside. And all I want to do is like go for a walk, find a random little bookstore and like buy all of the books. <laughs> yeah, but see, oh that God. would be happening no matter what. For you if yeah. it wasn't quarantine if it's quarantine if it's gemini season or whatever you'd still want to like leave your house and go buy all the books yes but i noticed last last like last year i bought a unreasonable amount of books during gemini season and i didn't read one that's the thing so usually it's like i buy a book i try to start it at least but gemini season it was like this one and i'm gonna go for this one and it's like you're in inf- you're like you're um not your energy, uh, your, uh, well, your energy is frazzled, but your like focus is everywhere. It's like, doop, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> That's how I've been feeling too, just like all over the place. But like, I yeah. want to do so many things, but then I just get tired midday and I'm like, I'm just going to lie down. Cause like, God, that's how I felt yesterday. It's also, yeah. let me just finish with another astrology. It's the new moon tomorrow. And usually the yeah. new moons are when you are in your lowest energy. Yeah, I just feel tired. Yeah, I've been exhausted for like the it's last. It's not like I'm doing any physical labor, but I'm just like I'm just tired, but not like tired in like a mental way. I'm just yeah. like my body's just like you should just relax. Which I'm, I'm like okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which right. I follow. I'm like cool. I'll do that. No problem. And the way that I set up my bedroom now with like the bed right beside the window, I'm like totally cool with that so nice oh my god i woke up today and the window was open the curtains were like flapping in the wind i was watching master class with margaret atwood life was like perfect <laughs> like literally. i love when you have those moments where oh. you just sometimes when those moments happen i think that i'm in like a movie in uh-huh. like my own movie and i'm like this is the scene where they open it and then this song is playing in the mm. background mm-hmm. and like the credits are rolling and everything and i'm in the shot this uh, is my yeah. movie. And then I'm like, okay, back to reality. I'm going to go make some coffee and <sighs> pants on. But yeah. I do that all the time uh, when I'm walking and listening to music. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this would be my soundtrack. Yeah. I am in a movie right now. Right now. I always like, 
is that a coping mechanism? Because I just realized I have this like thing about thinking about my life right now where I'm like literally the struggling artist and being like, mm, it's just like the movies. You're just before it works out. Just before it works out, everyone's that struggling artist. <laughs> and then you cut to the other scene. <laughs> But I feel like in our life, it's like we're the struggling artists, but it takes way longer than an hour long movie Ugh. to like fix everything. I'm like, hmm, it's been like 10 years. What's going on? Literally been <laughs> what is, when is it going to happen for me? Like, is it going to happen now? And you're like, oh, may oh, you know what? I have my shit figured out in this exact moment. That means that soon it's coming. Soon. And then, and then like we were talking the other day, how like we're always prepared for disaster. And everyone's like, you're such a pessimist. And I'm like, no, it's been my whole life. There's never been a moment in my life where things have gone well and then just kept going. You know what I mean? Like it's. My sister, we talked about it right after we talked about this. The whole shoe is going to drop. And she was like, it's not that the shoe isn't going to drop because the shoe is going to drop. Oh, 100%. The change here is that you now have the tools to deal with that shoe dropping. And I was like, yeah. Cause I definitely deal with it now differently than I used to, obviously. Like back in the day, I was just like, oh, woe is me. Like, I'm so sad. And like, why do bad things always happen to me? And now I'm just like, I'm on a roll right now. Things are mm -hmm. happening really well. Like I'm getting my shit together. I'm healthy, blah, blah, blah. But like, if anything bad were to happen, if like I were to lose my job, I were to hurt myself, I'm like, you know what? It's fine because I'm able to cope with it now. I'm like yeah. in a good mindset that I'm just like, if something bad were to happen, it's going to be okay. But something bad is going to happen. Even if it's not like extremely bad, something's going to happen to like er, my plans. But that's life, man. Like we were watching a Parasite, the movie Parasite. Oh God. Which is amazing. I thought it was going to be an entirely different fucking movie. Like I thought it was going to be like some type of Parasite. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know what that movie it's is, but not. people it's so good. And then you realize what they mean about the parasite, but um they at one point their fucking semi basement gets flooded and they lose everything. And the father is, is like there's no point to plan for anything, which sounds pessimistic, but it's true in a in a big larger than life sense. It's like you can plan, but you have to be okay with your your plans to change because ultimately exactly. every it's always there's always going to be something in the in the fucking middle of the road where you're like, should I plow through it? Should I make a turn? Should I turn back? You know what I mean? Like it's But just that's why when people say like you're being negative or you're being a pessimist when I say shit like that, I'm like I feel like I'm just being realistic right now. Yeah. Like life can change at any point. And me saying that something's going to happen to fuck everything up. Okay. It's just, I think it's just the way that you word it. Cause I feel like you and I, we would be saying the same thing, but it, when it comes out of my mouth, it sounds more joyful and optimistic, but mm. we're saying the same thing. It's I just know. like, you're like, I'm not sugarcoating it fuck this shit <laughs> I don't sugarcoat anything though that's like I think my problem yeah. and something I have to work on is like sugarcoating things no I'm just but like I think about what I say before I speak but I say it in a way that I'm like you'll understand and then like most of the time people are like no I don't understand like when someone like I'm showing them how to do something and then they do it but they don't do it as well as I did or they don't do it like efficiently I'm like you didn't do that properly 
where I could say something else, be like, here, let me show you again. Well, or I'm okay, just like, so, hey, yeah. like, no. <laughs> like in that, when I was getting taught how to scuba dive, well, how to become an instructor, they'd always say, start with a, with something good they do, they did and then move on to the, and you're like, this is stupid, but it's so true that people are so much more responsive. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. But it but wouldn't, like, be, yeah, it wouldn't be my immediate like go-to to be like, mm, you did this good. I'd be like, just change this shit right there. <laughs> I would, I would tell them exactly what they did wrong before. Yeah. And it's just like, people are like, no, you have to say like, maybe next time or like, hey, you did this really well but these things need to change. Right. I would start with the things that they need to change first. Like I want, yeah, Sorry. you know, like, but I'm, but it could be just like my stubbornness and my perfectionism that like gets me that. Cause like I'm hard on myself mm-hmm. when I do something and I don't do it right. I'm like, fuck Vanessa next time. Can you just do it this way first? Like, you know, in your head that it was the best way to do it, but you didn't, you tried another way and now you fucked up. That's me talking to myself. So when I talk like that to other people, I'm just like, they'll respond the same way. And then they're just like, eh. and I'm like, okay, never mind. <laughs> but is that like a thing? Is that like because of how I was raised? Like, what no. is that? I mean, I'm- I mean, I already have an astrology answer, but let's try not to answer <laughs> astrology wise. Uh, my sister's like, well, I was like that. My sister's like that. And I think it's because, I mean, I don't know, broken families. Like, it's like, there's so many answers for that. Like, it feels like, you know, if you can do one thing right, everything else will be justifiable. Like, you will be worthy of the love that you did not get. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can I can get that. And maybe it's just, like, because, like, I always wanted to do it right the first time. I would be super hard on myself and be like, I have to do it right the first time. And if I don't, but also my dad was just like, my dad practically raised me. And like, he was always straight with me. He was never, he'd never sugarcoat anything. Yeah. But like, I was raised like in an Italian family where like, you <laughs> said something wrong or like, if you friggin' didn't do something properly, a smack across the head. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just like, don't say that. Don't do that. But like, if I wanted to do like, say I was like, dad, I want to go to, I want to study design. He'd be like, you can't get a career in that. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a very like, no. And like, that's I'm where like, I'm like now where someone's just like, Oh, I'd rather do it this way. And I'm like, no, you're going to do it this way because that way it's not going to work. Like I know for a fact that's not going to work. Okay. Well, that's where you have to remember that like, Cause I feel like I was like that or I'm still kind of like that, but that everyone has their ways and that's okay. And your way is great for you, but not everyone needs to do your own way. <laughs> like I understand that, but I think that's another reason why I need to work for myself because I don't oh, understand yeah. how people can't work the same way as me. I totally agree. And like, that's not fair to say because I, like you just said, everyone works differently and works at a different pace, whatever, but I've worked in like, one of the toughest industries to work in where like you're feeding people. And if you fuck up, like you're dead, you know what I mean? So it's like, I'm so used to being like, I have to do this perfect. I have to do it fast, efficiently. I have to find ways to like, I have a timeline. I have a deadline. I'm going to do it. But then like, I come into an industry where everything's just kind of like, yeah, we have standards, but like, yeah, you know, 
and everyone like works differently. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Do it faster. Do it efficiently. Keep your head down. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. You also brought up a really good point because like I, we both come from the restaurant business and the restaurant business, you either do it properly or you fuck up. And also no in between. you have to do it the fastest you can possibly, but it looks, it needs to look flawless to the other people. So my point then, then we get, cause my sister calls it like, like restaurant PTSD. Cause then we go to other fucking careers. <laughs> we think we're expected to do exactly that. Like where, when I started being the manager, I still have this, it's been a year and I still feel like I, constantly have to look busy even if I have nothing to do or like if she tells me to do something I do it immediately when it like I could have done it like literally the next day but also I feel like it's allowed us to have an extremely good work ethic because then I look around and like these tattoo artists are like great at what they do but like customer service wise like a why are you taking so long to greet them why is it taking so long for you to set up your shit? Like all these things. And I'm like, and I'm just aware of this person waiting out on the couch. And I'm like, hello. Yeah. It drives me crazy. It's just like, I understand. I know. It's not the restaurant. Like we come from a completely different world. Yeah. And it's also the way that we were brought up too. Like a lot of the time, like we were fending for ourselves. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, we figured things out through trial and error, but ourselves we're like, fuck, I'm not going to do this. Or like, yeah. Oh, when I did this, this happened. And like, I'm not going to do that again. And like, we didn't always have like the mother father just like there to help us. No, or, to like guide, guide us. Like, cause like I had the opposite where my parents were just like, do whatever you feel like doing, which is not good either. Cause then I just flip flopped everywhere, but also I didn't know who I was because I had had a completely muddled identity of who I was, but like, which, which gets to me. And I think you have that too, where it's like, we're now in our thirties and we're finally understanding who we are and what we should be doing and like where in our careers we should be landing and like you turn around and these people are like fucking 25 and they already have their careers. And you're like, how did you fucking figure this out so fast? I don't understand. <laughs> like, oh, I have no idea. About? Like, yeah. Remember when I turned 25, I was like, this is the time for me to figure out what I want to do. Like, it's time. By the time I'm 30, I will know. And then yeah. I'm 30 and I'm like, don't know. Don't. Like, I have an idea. I have a bunch of things that I want to do. And I know where I want to end up, but it's just kind of like, I thought I would be in a different place. Oh yeah. But I, I am now feels like that, but still like, you're like, what the fuck, man? But like I said the other day, like we feel like we're way older than we are. Yeah. So like, you know, like we're 30 and everyone's like, your thirties are fine. You're like, you're thriving. You're yeah. like going to figure out what you want to do. And I was like, no man, lo- I want to figure out what I want to do now. I don't want right to be now. like, I don't want to be 40 and like being like finally settled. No, I no. want to be like 35 and be like, okay, I have a plan. It's in place. Let's go. I agree. And everyone's just like, just chill. You're 30. That's so young. And I was like, it's not young. That's not young. me. I'm like 50. I am 50 years old. I was 30 <laughs> when I was 15 years old. Yeah. I am 50 now. <laughs> oh, that's the thing too. We grew up too fast. That's why we feel so old. 
Ah, the growing. It's funny because I was simultaneously growing up too fast and also stuck at like at like a very adolescent age forever. It was a very weird dichotomy that I had there. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird how that works. Not as much you. I feel like you were more of an adult, but I was like, I think it's because I had my older sister to fall back on. Or my other theories is it was a defense mechanism to somehow get people to take care of me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're like, I can take care of myself at some times. Or and then other times you're like, please hold me. Yeah. Can you just play with my hair and rub my back? Like Thank I for the longest time. And I still feel like this might be the reason why I don't drive. Like it's one of those like remnants that I'm still working on, but like, so people drive me places, you know what I mean? Or like, like thanks mom. Yeah, literally <laughs> like call like my sister. Cause my sister's my mom. And she's like, I'm like, can you please give me a ride? <laughs> yep. Or yeah. like, like pretty I, much what you did when you were a kid. Yeah. Like I just asked her earlier. I was like, mom, can you, can you put, can you put this one suitcase in your basement? Like you asked that to your parent. Or, but yeah, like I didn't know how to cook for the longest time. And I'm just now at 31, almost 32, learning the basics of cooking. And I think that was a huge part of finding one place where I could have, someone had to take care of me. Yeah. So let's talk about dreams. Ooh. Yeah. Because I feel like we're talking about how everyone knows what the fuck's going on in our lives. But like, so. Well, technically, this podcast is us just like catching up and like talking about stuff we already talk about anyways. So like there's not many people who like hang out with their best friend. Like, let's talk about dreams (laughs) and how our mothers are pieces of shit. Because everyone else is just like, what the fuck is going on? We're just like, yeah, so your mom is a piece of garbage. Mine is also a piece of garbage. That's probably why we're pieces of trash, because our mothers are trash. And everyone is like, why are you talking about your mother that way? She gave birth to you. I'm like, well, she pushed me out of her vagina, but that's pretty much all she did. Pretty much it. (laughs) Pretty much it. Everyone's like, this is turning into a really dark thing. We're like, hello, we are the darkest of the dark with like like a tidbit of optimism and some like humor. Okay, welcome to our life. Gosh, if you don't like it, go. Leva. No one's making you stay here. <laughs> Jesus. Ah, so now about dreams. <laughs> I just wanted to preface saying, like, because there's certain there's a such a thing as trauma bonding, where which I used to do constantly, and we talk about this all the time, where we feel like we met at a specific time in our lives where we were ready to become friends. Because I think that maybe if we would have met earlier, it would have become a trauma bond because we have a lot of traumas in common, which is sort of creepy at the same time. Because we're like, how, how, like, how is it so specifically dead on? Which makes us understand each other inherently without the other one having to explain. Because like having best friends that have not gone through the trauma I've gone through, they, they're, they, they're they they want to have compassion which they do but it's so foreign to them that you have to explain everything that you're feeling and the like facets and the whys and, and the hows and, and it the- gets exhausting having to explain yourself every time to like yeah. people who don't really who never really went through it so you have to like explain like why 
Or like when someone was just like, oh, talking about their mothers, like, I don't really have a mother. And they're like, oh, your mother died. I was like, no, (laughs) but like, she's not in my life anymore. Like, oh, "Oh, your parents got divorced. I was like a very long time ago. And then you're like trying to have to go through this whole thing. And you're like, I don't really want to talk about my mother all the time because part of me is just making it seem like I'm giving her too much of a... I'm like putting her up on like this pedestal and like giving her attention that she doesn't really deserve when like half the time, like sometimes I'm like washing the dishes or something and I just get mad at my mother again for like no reason, you know, where I'm just like this morning I was like washing dishes. I was like, she probably was upset that I didn't message her on mother's day, but like she started this, she started this. This is not me. I told her how I felt. And then she just decided like, I don't want to, we shouldn't be in each other's lives anymore. But then she messages me randomly. Yeah. To, 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 to bring you back in there. But I don't, I don't want to go back. If you want to talk to me, fucking let's be yeah. grownups and talk. But if you're not going to be a grownup and you're going to make me feel like shit every time. And I hate that she comes up in my mind sometimes. And then when yeah. people ask me about my mother, I'm just like, I have to be, explain like from the beginning. I know. That's the thing. It has to be this like long ass introduction to get to one point. Like when I used to. When I, when both of my parents, I had shut them out of my life, which was great. (laughs) Not going to lie. I had a great time. I mean, it's not true. I had a horrible time. And then I I remember, do you notice that this whole time you've been saying this, you're kind of like laughing? I know. (laughs) I got them out of my life. And like, great. Everyone else is like, ridiculous. She okay. You're like, oh yeah, she's fine. She's totally fine. I didn't, I, I never really wanted to like bring it up because then people would like, like it, they'd look at you with like pity. Oh, I hate that. And you're like, dude. (laughs) But you don't understand, they don't understand. Like, don't look at us with pity because like, they're not in our lives anymore because the parents and us made this decision somehow to like, this is better for us if we're not in communication whereas my mom decided all of a sudden where I was trying yeah but she was like the child and like cut it off at the root and was just like fuck this and I was like okay so now stop making me feel bad because this was your decision and like I feel no no control over now you can take away take back that guilt that she's been making you feel all these like I feel like it's different like since it's been like almost eight months now since and it's it's like months already yeah and I remember like as soon as it happened you were the first person that I messaged because you were the only person who would react the way that you did yeah you were like mad at her and not like pitying me you were just kind of like what a why you were like that's childish and I was like wow that's a good way of putting it Super and then, like, childish. I couldn't really tell anyone else because no one can under no one understood. First of all, the relationship I did have with my mother, yeah, for sure. And I then, know. like, and like how I would feel when that happened because, like, I completely disassociated. Like, I was shut oh, yeah. off, hundred percent. And like, like, and then there's like so many people who are like, "Family's thicker, no blood is thicker than water." Whatever, get the fuck yeah. out of my face with that yeah. fucking thing. I don't believe in that no thank you uh chosen family for life like as much as now both of my parents are back in my life quote unquote i have very strong boundaries with them and ultimately i will never trust them 100% so it's and not you have I- the control too now yeah. you can control how you message them how you guys see each other and all that stuff like you have more of a say whereas oh, yeah. before it was just like 
why don't you love me, be in yeah. my life and where you're, you're in like now, like I'm not ready to talk yet. And you have to respect that. Yeah. Especially my mother. Like she's, I think it's because I was, I shut the door that they know as much as I don't mention it, they know that the option of them getting the fuck out of my life again will constantly be there. Like I've done it before. I can do it You're again. dangling it. Like I'm not going to dangle and be like, Ugh, but like, so it's like they both have been very, but at the same time, it's like, it's not like this like magical, like Disney ending where I'm like, both of my parents are back. Like they're not, it's not, they're just the people who gave birth to me, you know, who I've ultimately forgiven. And I feel like they're both back in my life, mostly for them because they yeah. want their daughter back in their lives. I could live without them. It's sad to say, but I could easily live without them. I'm not calling up my my father and my mother for advice. That's my sister. And it's always been my sister. <laughs> like, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. And yeah, people don't understand. That. They're like, how can you? But you have to mend those relationships. No. You That's the most annoying thing is that when people are just like, you know, like someday your parents aren't going to be around. Like you should mend it. And I was like. It's not like I purposely went and like cut off ties and yeah. like did it badly and whatever. It just happened because it just like it just it's mostly their fault. Especially in your case. Especially you know? so it's just like you want me to mend something. Yeah. But like I was telling my therapist, I was like, do I message her? Do uh -huh. I be like, hey, if you want to talk, no. do you like to mend this? And then like just to have her say something that would like guilt me into like wanting to talk to her again and be like, only if you want. And you're like, Ugh. that's not like you know? you've exactly brought up the point where like I wrote I read a book that like changed my life when it came to like seeing viewing my parents where it was the uh, the emotional immature parent. Hello. Where ultimately the child becomes the adult and the adult is the child, right? So just you saying, should I reach out? That's the parent that should be doing that, not the, not the child. So like ultimately, this like so that those are your answers where you're like, if the answer is me being the adult and them being the child, it's not the right thing. To do. But that was like it was weird because that was our whole relationship the whole time. Well, yeah, it was always like me being the of like, course the stronger one. Yeah. And like me being like, like the parent or the mother. And I was like, I can't, but I never had like a mother daughter relationship in my entire life. Like my mother was my dad. Like my dad was both parents, but my dad had to work a lot, you know, like, cause he was literally raising me and my brother when we were younger, you know? So it's like a lot. And like, I completely understand that. I'm so grateful for my dad. Like he's the best, but like my mom would constantly make me feel bad about like loving my dad more. Yeah. I was like, which you had a dream about today. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a weird way to go about it. Couldn't I, they have done it like in a different way? No, because I don't think you. Oh, uh, <laughs> how it goes. It's, it was so it goes. weird. Like, people yeah, from work, and I'm like, why? Why is everyone mad at me? <laughs> Can I not just love everyone the same? I want to yeah. love. I I love you. Same. Yeah, it's exactly. Just it makes weird. me feel guilty that you're loving someone more. And then which like for me resulted in finding it's funny how they always say like, oh, you mother, you mother, you marry your father or you ultimately end up with someone like your dad, which I think it's true if you're unhealthy and you haven't fucking figured your shit out. 
because like, but what's funny to me is that I ultimately dated in one person in my ex. It was both my father and my mother mixed. Oh boy. Because like just father issues. I had both. I had mother and father issues all mixed up into one. And you're still alive to this day. And I'm still alive (laughs) to talk about it. And like so yeah, yeah, I did find that partner that like gave me conditional love, which then made you it's like the whole making you feel guilty of loving someone else. I could, could barely hang out with my friends. Imagine if we dated women and we dated women like our mothers. Yeah. Oh my God. That would be so bad. (laughs) Like already I'm like, Oh God. Like I, it would be such an emotionally damaging relationship. I'd be like, is, are all women like this? Cause I never want to date women again. That's would be my outlook. (laughs) I'm exhausted. Just thinking about it. Oh my God. I would be like, Whoa. Okay. No, this isn't going to work, honey. (laughs) Sorry. I'm emotionally and physically drained. Yeah. Oh my god. The emotional labor we would have to put in. That That's exactly what I did my entire relationship with this guy, with my ex. Yep. Just constant emotional labor. And then constant emotional labor with my parents too. My 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 dad more or less, like it was a lot more the emotional labor was mostly with my mom. My dad it was just like Some parents just don't know how to be parents. You know what I mean? They're just like, they love you, but they don't know how to like express it in like a way that you're like, do I need to teach you how? Because I'm your kid. I shouldn't be teaching you how to love me. And he's just so, he's such a broken little soul of like, he just wants people to love him. And like, he just wants to be loved. And then, okay. Like, you know, when they're like, when I'm like, they're like, look at your childhood to see what the fuck happened to you. And people are like, that's not true. And you're like, yeah, it is. And like, I did the same for my parents where I like took what they told me about their parents. And I was like, oh, wow. (laughs) That's why they're so fucked up. Like my dad, knowing that his father literally never told him he loved him, even on his deathbed. I mean, come on. (laughs) Hello. Now he's still a lost little boy that just wants to be loved. It makes sense. It's not fucking rock and science. Like, everyone can just fucking put that pattern together, you know? But anyway. So, to come back to the dreams we were talking about. um, I had three dreams back to back that I was like, they're all related. And, like, I've always been a dream analysis person. I mean, sometimes I can analyze my own dreams, but sometimes you're just too close to it. And so you need someone that knows you, and which is my sister usually. But, like, um, last time – so, okay, I'm trying to, like – there's so much to say. And I'm like, people don't know what's happened to me. So let me put it lightly. When I was 27, I remembered things that happened to my in my childhood. and it exploded my life. So it does. what happened, which is really interesting, which took me years to understand is that remembering trauma is trauma in itself. Right. I didn't understand that. So I always thought like, so I've had this immediate, this, this, not this, well, this immediate reaction of constantly thinking, <gasps> 
it's gonna happen again. You know what I mean? Like, so like, and especially because I felt like I was doing so good when I was 20. Well, it was 26. I was about to turn 27. And like, I was like doing so much better, you know, in a loving relationship with Aldo is our early days. We were already engaged, set to, to get married in a couple months and stuff. And then this happens where <laughs> your brain is like, huh, so you're stable. You haven't been stable in about 25 years. <laughs> um, you've been repressing all these things. So let me just like give it to you. Just offer you this little thing. And you do what you want to do with it. Just, it's up to you. Wow. And then like, but it's true that I was in a safe space. I was in a safe enough space that I could unravel. Like I unraveled because then I went into like. At least our brain does that. Yeah. At least it like waits till they're like, okay, they're okay now. They can handle this. Yeah. Healthily. Not like in the middle of like a traumatic relationship or like a really bad time where your brain's just like, you know what? I'm going to add to this pile of shit. I'm going to put more shit on top of it. You can't handle it, but like, whatever. I don't even think I could have had like the like wherewithal to even catch that when I was with my ex, like my life no. was in shambles. Like I would have just been like, not even, I'm sure I wouldn't even. Yeah. So you wouldn't have even noticed. It would have just blended in with all the rest. Exactly. It's funny because you said that I was reading the dream some dreams that I was having when I was with him and like they were pretty obvious <laughs> like like hello anyways and I was like I was trying to tell you something and you were just like yeah whatever right there and I was like okay well that was written <laughs> right here I'll just let that for like older Naomi to reread it but anyway She's not ready for this yet. She's not ready for this. Even if we're giving them, like, we're giving you dreams to, like, figure it out. And also, like, get the fuck out. (laughs) Yeah. I don't remember talking (laughs) about Anyway, so my life unraveled. And it took me, so what, 27? Now I'm almost 32. It took me this entire time, basically, to get my shit back together. And, like, heal properly. And, like... You know, through this, I, like, had a few, like, mental, I had a real deep mental breakdown, like, um, a year ago-ish, and, like, that I had to deal with, and it's, like, it's always a level. It's, like, I heal my past. It's, like, I see it as layers, especially if someone's, like, if you've been traumatized when you were a child, you then recreate the trauma without realizing it, because you need to, like, find the conclusion, or you're trying to, like, change the the, the ending, but it never does, right? So then you just top, you know, you put, you plop that up on there. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. Um, well, <laughs> should be normal by now. Yeah. Like, I'm used to it, but listeners are probably like. Yeah. So then like, it's like, okay, so I was traumatized when I was four. Then something else got me traumatized at this. Oh, and my therapist also tell me, I, because I'm a, a highly sensitive person, which is like a thing, not just like, I'm a highly, it's like a thing. If you're a highly sensitive person, you get traumatized easier. And I was like, great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, which ultimately is, you know, why I'm an empath now, which, okay, cool. You know, like everything happens for a reason, whatever. But uh, so, yeah. So when I did start healing when I was 27, it was like a re, it's like you were rewinding. So it was, okay, heal your most recent trauma. 
and then on you go. So the last thing was my like childhood trauma, but I had to start with like my ex and stuff, which was annoying. <laughs> well, like going with like the most recent would make sense because it's still fresh yeah. in your mind instead of having to go all the way back into your childhood to try and remember which I didn't what remember anyway. Yeah, which no. I barely remember my childhood, but it's like, oh, that trauma rem- rem- reminds you of this one and this one and this one. Anyways, so so why was I saying, oh yeah, because it, it that's what the process was in my like healing thing where it was like, okay, I'm going to heal this. Then when I finished healing uh, my ex, then, then it was my parents' turn. And then I thought I could heal with them in my life, but I was so angry with them and I was allowing myself to be angry with them that it wasn't working because they still had that like, but it was, ugh. you know, they always had an answer or like, you know, like it was, that was more my mother. My dad was like, yeah, I fucked up, but like he did something else that was equally fucked up. So like <laughs> it evens out, <laughs> it evens out. So uh, then I was like, okay, need to get those people out of my life. So I did that. And, um, and then, yeah, it was weird. It's like at one point, and then I became a huge stoner. And so that like, didn't really allow me to like fully get better. And so I feel like the last leg of this like entire healing journey was to just heal my like day to day. So anyways, to finish that off. um, Yeah. So then the last leg was just to heal my like mental health in general, right, which was a whole thing. But throughout this entire process, which is almost five years now, I think, um, I always had this, like, this, like, (gasps) I'm going to remember something else. There's another memory coming. And then last year, when I went back to therapy, um, she was like, yeah, hello, trauma, like, remembering his trauma. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, blew my mind. And so it, that allowed me to like release that fear of like, of it happening again. So all of this to preface these dreams I was having, like back to back to back, where I've had a recurring dream in my life where I'm in a haunted house. Well, not necessarily. It's like, I'm either in my grandparents' house or it's like my grandmother's house, my grandfather's house. And there's an entire wing of the house that I didn't know existed. And I know that I I'm too, it's either I'm too scared to go in it or I'm going to go in there and discover something and I just don't want to go in it. And I ultimately never do. So to analyze that dream real quick, that was my psyche (laughs) being like, Hey, (laughs) there's this entire other wing in your fucking brain that you're just totally scared of. You don't want to see what's there. And that was it for a while, you know, that I was just like, I refused to allow myself to remember these repressed whatever. So eventually I stopped having those dreams. Um, And then the other day I had one, but it was in a different situation. And that's why I told my sister, I was like, this happened, this happened. And she, it's like, so she's so specific. She like asked me, she's like, where was the wing? So I was like, actually it was like on the, like, it was like the top level of the house. And I was like, there was this blob, this like orb, like there was like an actual ghost attacking me almost. And she was like, what color was this orb? Jesus. <laughs> I know. I love it so much. But so that was the whole thing. And then, then there was two other dreams that were like, uh, 
similar in a way where like I I had to like get into a car and I knew if I get into that car I was going to have the worst time of my life like the most pain the most fear the most everything and I started bawling and my sister was in my dream and I said I don't want to go into that car I know what's going to happen and I was I had a lot of fear so all these dreams have like fear in it and then the other one was Oh, which is so fucking metaphorical. I could scream like I was I was diving in in dark, dark waters looking for something, which is such a fucking Mm -mm. like subconscious. Like, are you kidding me? Like, anyways, so all that to say, you're like, like, you wake up, you're like, okay. I was like, okay, that was like, like, okay, like I'm fucking in the waters. I get it. But um, but because of my history, I was like. I, and I even mentioned to you, I was like, eh, why does that feel like something's going to come back up? You know what I mean? And I'm like, I don't feel like dealing with this or like whatever. And my sister was like, that's not what's happening. She's like, but this is why we were talking about, A, if it does happen, you've literally gone through the worst. <laughs> like, you have. It's going back to talking about what we were talking about before. Exactly. How, like, we're always ready for exactly. something to happen. And it doesn't mean that it has to be negative or anything. Yeah. It's how we fucking got to this point, anyways. It's how we got into our, into this point in our lives. We're just like, okay, you yeah, know? Exactly. We're like thriving. We're like happy. We're like, you know, which we are, dealt with which, all of it. Which, and it's which, okay yeah. if something else happens because, like, we can deal with it. We got to this point where we're okay. We can get to that point again and easier this time because like we're, we feel safe. You know what I mean? Which was my point too, where I was like, fuck you. Like, did I just jinx myself? Because I had just recently like this week saying, wow, I'm in the best mental health I've ever been literally in my life, you know? And then I started getting those dreams and I was like, fuck. But, uh, but yeah, my sister was like, so this is why sometimes you need someone else to analyze it because of like my trauma history, I went to the like the dark, dark mode. <laughs> I was like, fuck. But then she was like, because of all the questions she asked and like the circumstances in the dream, she was like, that's not what's going on. She's like, you're, she's like, first of all, that the wing was in a higher up level and not like, let's say the basement or something, which usually it is kind of like in the like deep, dark basements. She's like, it's like, fear is just a normal feeling of the unknown and like you're ultimately leveling up and you're 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 like becoming someone that you've never become you've never known before and there's fear involved and she's like and also I did notice on your stories (laughs) like that you're you're getting back into your creative mode whatever and she's like that's also a huge thing like she's like the last time you wrote a book which was my memoir a lot of shit went up and like came back and like you had to process and it doesn't mean that writing a book equates that but that's what you know and that's what you remember and I even told you I was like it even if it has nothing to do with me there is fear involved in writing this like monumental goliath of a fucking idea (laughs) oh my god yeah so it's normal to feel those things yeah so ultimately positive but I thought it was all negative but that's, I feel like that's another thing that we have in common is that we always jump to the most negative thing. Like even in life, people are always like, you're so pessimist and negative. I'm like, 
Well, it's like my brain is just programmed. Always go yeah. to negative. It doesn't mean that I'm a negative person. I hate when people say that I'm a negative person. I don't see it. Or I'm just like, person. yeah, but you know me. Yeah. Sure. You know what I mean? Like people that don't really know me think that I'm negative. And I'm like, I'm not a negative person. I've just been programmed my whole life to just jump to the worst conclusion possible. Yeah. And then I have to talk myself down from that moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I know that nothing's negative. And like, I'm trying to like, look at the more, like all the good things that have happened in my life and like take those. And I'm like, oh, I did that. Mm-hmm. I brought myself to all these moments and these times like I've gotten myself to where I'm at right now by myself yeah I've grown because like you think about it and you're like I program myself to like I realize I'm doing something Mm -hmm. wrong or saying or like how I have to practice what I'm saying to people because not everyone like reacts the same way so I'm like I have to think yeah is this gonna affect this person before I would just fucking blurt it out and it's fine but like I've grown yeah and it's just like oh I did that all by myself it's funny because that reminds me of how right before I, I like blocked my parents out of my life, uh, they were like somehow taking credit for how fucking good I was <laughs> doing. But like, I don't know how I explain it, but like, it felt like, you know what I mean? Like how, who I am right now. I mean, it has a lot to do with my sister, but it's also ultimately me. I fucking made this person. It's like that trend. Do you remember that trend on TikTok that was like, thank you. I designed it. And it was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always wanted to make one, but like about myself. Well, yeah. Which was so funny because a lot of people were like something, something daddy issues. And like the dad's like, thank you. I designed it. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> and like, that's kind of what it is. Like, like, or my dad, I noticed like, it's like, he's still they're like both my parents for a while. And I need, I needed that out of my life where my actually, my my dad my mother and my brother are caught in this like time loop where they only know me as this like teenager like this 14 year old that like hates the world cries at everything is scared of everything doesn't like to talk to strangers (laughs) and like all this shit you know and like I couldn't grow as a person if I had these people in my life constantly reminding me or constantly it's like I was floating up with a balloon and they would just like pop that balloon and bring me back down and be like, no, but you're like this. Actually, no, you have to literally learn how to be like, this is an entire new version. (laughs) You don't know this version like at all. You don't. At all. It's crazy how much like... I just look at my life and how much like I've grown and how much I've gotten to this point in my life where I'm just like, wow. Good for kinda, us. I'm so proud of neat. <laughs> I know. I'm like, you can't, like when I say that I'm so proud of myself sometimes and I'm just like, I'm proud of my damn self. People are like, oh, what did you do? I was like, <laughs> I have this book. Do you want to, do you want to read it? Cause I, I can write it for you if you want. It'll just take me a couple of years, but like I'll write it for you. And then you could read all about it. Yeah. And I mean? won't have to like sit here and be like, well, this one time I was uh, blown out of my mom's vagina and then it all went downhill from there. <laughs> or like, I was so. thinking about, I was like, someone was saying, I don't know. They were like, no, no, no. And they were referencing their childhood and they were like, oh, wow. You remember that? Like, I feel like that was the last time I was happy. And I was like, 
You were happy <laughs> in your childhood? You had joy. I don't, I don't remember. I remember like a lot of like I remember when I was with my dad's side of the family, it was always a good time. Because like I had my cousins who are all my age. So we grew up together. They lived in the Maritimes, though, so it wasn't, like, close. Yeah. But, like, we were still close family. And, like, my grandparents, like, adored my dad. Like, they adored all the kids. They adore everyone. They're, like, the nicest people in the entire world. You know what I mean? So, like, that side of the family was just really safe and warm. And then, like, my mom's side was very cold and distant. Yeah. And, like, disapproving. So it was always just, like... I had a good childhood, but, like, it was cut in half. Like, the half that I was with my dad, and it was only when, like, I stopped living with my mother and seeing that side of the family that, like, I I know I I felt better. Mm -hmm. So. I've always had, like, I have, like, one cousin, and he's, like, 13. Like, I've, we've never had, I've never had a big family. It's always been, like, my parents and I, or, like, one parent and the other but like I always thought it was so strange how both sides of the family they had two siblings and they both were like sort of semi estranged from their siblings they would like never really see them so I like never I was never close to any of my like aunts and uncles Mm. and like I don't know. I just thought it was so strange that both parents had the same, like, it wasn't like, oh, it's just one parent that has like a weird, no, it was like exactly the same situation. But then like, you know, you grow up and you realize why they're not talking. (laughs) And you're like, oh, this makes sense to me now. Okay. I see it. But when you're young, you're, you don't get it. Cause you're like, why, why is my family so weird? Yeah. Like why like even me when I was like saw my friends with like their moms and like going shopping and like doing mother daughter stuff, I was like, Yeah, why isn't my mom like that? Is my mom weird? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. The answer is yes. Yes. Because I had the opposite. Like we both had a similar thing, but it was like the opposite. Like I had the like Gilmore girls toxic relationship of like being best friends. And like I was very like pliable. Like I was like Plato. So, like, I didn't see her as my best friend, but, like, she convinced everyone else that we were best friends, and I just, like, allowed that to happen. But there wasn't actual, like, I don't know, there was never a real connection, I never thought. And then I, and then I was 14, and I moved in with my dad and my brother, and then had zero <laughs> female. <laughs> oh, Yeah. For the entire time that I was in it as a teenager, actually, I had one. It was my stepmother, but she was maybe even more broken than my own mother. <laughs> oh, well, at least your dad, you know, is keeping up a theme. I know. Like, uh, gonna I get know. rid of this one. Gonna get a new broken one. Like extreme brokenness. Maybe I can fix it. Yeah. He but you like, can't because you're also broken. So it's just yeah. two broken things trying to fix each other. And does that work? No. Never. So. <laughs> God. It's just it's just crazy. You see how like similar we are. And like we just understand. But we both appreciate how far we've each come. Oh, yeah. And like, it's just wow. like it's nice to just be like. At least I have one person oh, who, like, gets me. Yeah. You know, where I don't have to explain anything to you. I could just be like, my mom sucks. And you're like, yeah, she does. 
you know, it's, instead of like, oh, you have to be nice. It's your mother. She gave birth to you. And I was like, do I? I'm like, team fuck parents. Yeah. But like, also like, why? Like my stepmom now that my dad remarried, funny story. My dad got married after he divorced my mom and then was in a relationship with another woman before my stepmom now for like seven years. Oh, really? Yeah. That was fucked up. That was a fucked up relationship. That really messed him up. But my dad's a very emotional person. I think that's like where I get my emotional side from. Yeah. And he's a lot like Nick. So maybe I do uh-huh. date my dad because they're very, they're both very emotional in touch with their emotions. And you're like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, great. I just have this emotional men in my life where yeah. I'm just like always the, why are you crying? You know? <laughs> so, um, the woman that he dated, they dated like it was long distance. She lived in Halifax. And like she literally broke his heart because she was very insecure. She thought that my dad was like cheating on her. My dad would never in a million years do that, first of all. And like I would know. I lived with him. I was like, there's no woman here. Yeah. <laughs> there's he's never going out late. Like he's fine. Um, and then they broke up and it like ruined my dad. I remember like I was upset about a relationship that just ended. And, like, he went and got ice cream, and we ate ice cream on the couch together and watched a cheesy movie, oh, like, together. So wholesome. And I was, and I was, like, and I was, like, always picturing, like, I should be doing this with my mother. But my mother's reaction to it was, like, I didn't think he was good for you anyways. Yeah, I knew it wasn't yeah, going to yeah. last. And you're, like, why would you say that Instead to me? Just, I'm, like, 17. Yeah. <laughs> like, totally. like, why? So, like. And then he met my stepmom and they've been together forever. And she's just like a really good person. Like she's good for my dad. Like right now they're like, it's struggling because she's not feeling really good. And my dad's having like having to work. So he can't take care of everyone all the time. So I get it. But like she makes him really happy. He makes her really happy. It's just like a healthy, like they're happy. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it's like a comfortable happy where like I've never seen him in like a, a situation where he was just like, you know, relaxed. And it's like, that's like all I feel like you should strive for is just to be with someone that makes you happy and like safe. Oh, yeah. But I feel like we want that too. We were always craving like the safeness because we never really felt safe in any relationship we were in anyways. Never. It was always just like, oh, maybe it's going to end now. Yeah. It's going to end now. Constant, constant (sighs) on your toes, trying to prove the other person that you're worth, worthy of staying uh yeah it was great (laughs) no wonder I didn't have any time to myself but to think about our relationship and then I met and like we were talking about then all of this to come to then I really I desperately want to like you know I break up with my ex I really want to change my patterns I know my patterns I'm aware of them but it's different to know them on paper and then like doing it in person. And then Aldo, who's my husband now, comes along and he's like, hey, A, first of all, no games. Second of all, uh, you you don't have to chase me. I'm like, I'm right here. Third, um, I'm going to love you unconditionally. And then I'm like, this, this is stupid. <laughs> Stop, you're joking. That is, that does not feel familiar. Therefore, I'll try to push you away for about three months, but you're like the best person ever. So you're going to be like, fuck, I see through this brokenness. She'll be fine. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I do love you. And then 
it's been easy peasy for seven years ever since. Like, it's not fucking. And that was the whole point of meeting this person. I've always needed to feel safe. That's all I wanted. For me, safe is sexy. Like, give me safety and I'll be yours forever. And stability. And I didn't have that either. Like, I had a history of moving all the time with my father. And like, I just recently moved from a place that I was, I lived for five years with my newlywed husband. And that was the longest I had stayed in the place since I was seven years old. Which is pretty crazy. And I was like, no, that is crazy. I don't want to stay here. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's to think how many times you've moved. Yeah, I moved like 13, in your life. 13 to 14 times, I think. Damn, like it's always a lot. And you're like, yeah, like Damn. everyone's like, oh, yeah, my childhood house where I still have my room. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't even understand that when people talk about what? like my childhood room. And no I was way. like, my parents don't even live in a house no. that has like, a bedroom for me in it like I don't like all my stuff's in a box or like I got junk like what do you want from me like all my stuff's here except now my sister took one suitcase yeah and even then my dad has all my old like high school papers and stuff like that but even then I can just go there and empty it and then it's done like I didn't have like a room and also like halfway through high school our house burned down so like my childhood room was like destroyed oh my god I know that was another fucking trauma that I've always had a fear that was gonna happen and then it happened to you when you told me I was like oh my god yeah it was weird so it's like I was used to like losing things and like not having like the nicest things all the time so it's never like a thing for me whereas like now I like try to make my home as like nice and cute as possible but I know that something nothing can is happen. forever. Yeah. Like something can happen. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, that's why I have apartment insurance. But like, yeah. you know, there's just like, you prepare yourself mentally and physically for things that can happen at any time. And it doesn't mean you're a pessimist. It just means like, you know how to take care of yourself. But like, I think to like a thing that we've been growing into both of us, I find, which is really healthy is that like in completely different situations of you literally having your house burned down. And for me, it's like, I was moving sometimes moving once a year, twice a year. I never made my house cozy or like, I was always like, well, I'm going to leave soon. So who fucking cares? So there was like two things on it. And like, a bed and whatever and like, yeah I feel like we both have come to terms that even if things change we can then ma- we can make them our own in the meantime and like we're making the spaces that we live in now homey yeah but we know that like this is going to be our home for a little while longer this time because yeah. we're like preparing ourselves to stay here so we're nesting mm-hmm. but we know that like we're making our home so like everything that we use to make it a home yeah. we could take with us and make the next place a home. You know, okay. like, it's not like a wall or like a room that we built. Yeah. It's like things that we put in the room or on the walls to make it homey, but we could take it all with us when we leave to make the next place we go the same. Totally. Whereas before I was like, I had nothing to bring here except like clothes and like yeah. my computer and like fucking my ice skates. And I was yeah. like, cool. And like, now I have shelves and plants and I bought a closet and like, you know, I'm like, I'm taking all this shit with me when I go. Are you kidding me? I was just telling Aldo um, how, like, I feel like compared to, like, the old place that we had for five years, like, and especially my mental state during those times, like, I feel like we needed to find a place that was, like, ready-made. 
like we didn't have to we barely hung anything like the shelves were there these this like amazing bookcase unit was already it was all already there like within the house and I don't yeah. think I would have like the mental stability to have like been like let's buy shelves and do all this and like in this one we're really putting in the work where we're like we choose to put this shelf there we're doing this and it's like and really like you're not done yet you're wrong. still probably when you set everything up you'll probably be like oh I want to get a nice oh, like like bureau for over here or like get more things to put on the walls or like get more shelves or whatever Definitely. you know what I mean like it's you're going to constantly grow but it's your space to make it that way and, like and it's said. nice because it goes back to like feeling safe and oh, like yeah. I feel safe and cozy here for, and it's for. so rare to feel that way god I love feeling safe and cozy <laughs> literally my two favorite things literally my favorite two favorite things all right, we should stop. I think that's a good place to end. Or we're going to just keep going forever and yeah. ever. I feel like this episode was really easy to record. Because <laughs> we were just talking about what we talk about anyways. We would talk about because like we didn't like hang out and then you'd be like, I had this whack dream. And I'd be like, tell me all about it. <laughs> oh, God. But it's like, I want to reiterate that if any of our listeners have topics yeah. that they want us to talk about or movies yeah. that they want us to watch and critique or like you know i agree anything we you would. want us to talk about in depth yeah you know like whether it's to do with mental health mm -hmm. or movies or tv or like you know logan eccles like oh. whatever you want logan I can talk about Logan for a whole episode if you want. Like, you know, I don't mind. Dude, that Instagram post, I was like, my! I was like, do you want to come build a beehive? In Dude! Oh, God. Do you want to come be my hive? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know you know what I mean? You know, wink, wink, be my hive. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. I did a sexual innuendo yesterday, and I thought it was so funny. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> like, it's never something that's coming out of my mouth. But, like, it was so good that I was like, I have to say it. Because we're talking about like <laughs> I, I love when you think about something you said and you laugh but you can't say it again because yeah. it was so funny but everyone's just like waiting it's so stupid too but it was like he was like I was like yeah we really need to plaster that hole <laughs> and I was like wow blast him out <laughs> he's like we're never having sex again. Ever again we're never we're not I'm not no way I was like that was amazing <laughs> You're like, good job. And he's yeah. like, you're not funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, or like, you know, when you're having like a serious conversation with someone and then like you do it to me all the time, actually, where I'm like, hey, I did this. And you're like, I'm like, hey, I made sauce today. And you're like, yeah, well, you're sauce. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I do that all the time. All the time. And I'm like, sometimes you say it. I'm just like, for fuck's sake. Like, okay, what do you want me to say to that? <laughs> Or, like, I'll say it in, like, a situation where, like, Nick's trying to be serious. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, whatever, man. <laughs> and he's like, no, we're being serious. And I was like, yeah, well, you're being serious. You're being and he's like, he's like, I'm literally being serious. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> it's you. And he's like, that doesn't even make sense. And I was like, you don't make sense. <laughs> It goes from there, and he's just like, I'm gonna go play video games. And I'm like, You're, You're gonna video play video games. games. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm five years old. It's so much fun to do. I don't know why. I took so much all the time. Do. And like, we think we're so funny, but no one understands us except us. 
We could just be sitting in a room just like laughing at things we say. People walk in and be like, you guys are crazy. And I go. <laughs> Peace out. Peace out. Bye. Good for you. <laughs> just laughing about something that happened to you when you were a child. You're like, but it's funny. Let but me it, tell you. But it's funny though. Like, but it's funny because like, how could it happen? But like it happened. But it happened like, it's funny you. because like, it's not supposed to happen, but it happened. You know what I mean? Well, it's like. Oh my god. Like it's not supposed to happen. Like people don't want to talk about it because it's like taboo. It's like a thing that like makes people uncomfortable. But for us, since it happened to both of us, we can like talk about it openly. Like you could talk about like how you made breakfast yesterday. That's how easy you could talk about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. There's no like- And then we're like, can you believe that? And you're like, I can't believe that. And I'm like, neither can I. And then we're like, whoa ha 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 for like 10 hours. Yeah. But also what's fun <laughs> what's fun is that we can like, <laughs> drop it in. What's interesting. What's interesting. Stop it. I know. What's <laughs> not funny <laughs> is that we can like talk about it and like laugh about it and just change the subject. Like, because some people are like, should we stay in this moment forever? Like, you're like, no, like, I was just casually saying that my father was an alcoholic. (laughs) That's. It's funny. (laughs) Like, my, my sister and I are like, imagine having so much happen to you that you forget that your father was in a cult. Which is and then you laugh. Which is and then you're just like, wow. (laughs) And then you're just like, wow, that's funny. It's so ridiculous. Come on. But you always have to like watch your audience. Oh, because sometimes like your audience will like like there's big, but they can't relate at all. So they won't laugh or cringe or anything. They won't give you any emotion. That's like why I'm always scared. Like sometimes about like some of the jokes that I write or like living past experiences like will people find this funny or will people just like sit there weirdly because they don't know how to react because a lot of people like think that if they laugh or if they like cringe in a way like you'll take offense yeah. and I was like dude the I don't take offense to like anything anymore like yeah. I literally yeah. make fun of myself on a daily basis yeah like I've noticed that there's a few people like some of my co-workers most of my coworkers, which kind of prove, like, honestly, it's also like find your people. Cause, like, I feel like sometimes you have to break the ice of like dropping like a little time bomb of like, yeah, I'm a strange, I have two strange parents and like brush it off. Haha. Someone who's gone through trauma in any way will kind of be able to follow you with that, like brushing it off and like, haha. Someone who's when- not, which yeah. makes me feel like we're not going to connect. I'm sorry, but like, if you've had a great childhood, we're not going to connect in that way. And they, they just kind of do this like face of like, Oh, poor you. And you're like, that's not why I brought it up. A, (laughs) but it's also like, move on. It doesn't matter your trauma either. Like any form of trauma, you could laugh because you're like, hi, I went through something like not the same, but like similar, like it's fucked up. Like, I don't know. Find your people. Like it just makes you kind of like figure out who you're going to connect with. And it's not, And that's what I was saying about trauma bonding. Like it's different from trauma bonding when you like a trauma bond is like you connect with that trauma, but then become extremely toxic and codependent. Whereas like (laughs) people with trauma that don't do the trauma bonding, it's just, it's just seeing who people you're going to relate with people in a different way. You know, like it's like, Oh, you get me. Perfect. Now we can laugh about it. Pretty much. That's pretty much like all like the 
like in the master class that I'm taking, like all the jokes oh, is yeah. like, tell a story, use meaningful moments from your life and stories from your childhood. And I was like, boy, dude, do I have, <laughs> you should watch one of my favorite, favorite, favorite stand-up uh, special. And I think it's on Netflix is Tig Nataro. Tig Nataro. Yeah. Tig Nataro. I know her. Oh, is that the girl that had, that got cancer? Yes. I watched that one. It's it fucking good. It was, oh my so God, good. it was so good. And like, exactly. You're like, your mother died. Then you had cancer. You broke up with your like long life partner. And, and like she was all, and, and in the comedy special, she's like explaining, she's like, all this traumatic stuff, I like made it funny. Like I laughed about yeah. it because it's, it's ludicrous that this stuff happened to me. It's ridiculous. Like, when you think about it, you kind of like, you're like, huh, that's fucked up. <laughs> and you're like for me that's what comedy that's the comedy I like that's the, the comedy yeah. I enjoy is like which is really funny like when I well it is funny not interesting well no it's interesting where like it's funny and interesting and interesting where like I feel like I have this very uh strong sense of humor and it's a dark sense of humor obviously and like a sarcastic one but when I write I am so dark <laughs> and it's like, well, and I'm like, it's like, I don't know how to be like funny and light in my like, and I'm like, maybe that's just my style. Like, I'm just not someone that's going to like make you crack up in my books. Like that's not where, but I just find it funny that it's like something that I don't acknowledge almost in my books at all. Like it doesn't come across, but like my favorite thing is comedy. Sorry, <laughs> Vanessa's being uh, distracted by my cat that's in the camera. He's such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> not all about you, okay? You want to say hi? It's not all about you. No, you're not going to say hi? Say a little hi. No, he's not. He's like, don't you can't make you? me do anything I don't want to do. Yeah. If I want to sit here and be annoying, I will. But I'm not going to do what you tell me to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's wrap up. Yeah. Well, so as yeah. usual, you know, listen, like, rate. can you subscribe? No. Like, I feel like you yeah. can. Subscribe, no. rate, review. Uh, and like, send us an email or DM us or like text us because pretty oh, sure most no. of our friends just listen to this. Not like yeah. a stranger named Hanal down the street. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, true. Be like, hey, can you guys talk about this? And we'll be like, fuck yeah. Or we'll be like, no. And also, like, I don't not as much you, but me. If you have any questions about what we with the topics and stuff, I'm an open book most of the time. <laughs> so I'll yeah. just answer whatever question you you have. I just uh I've just learned to like filter it. <laughs> exactly. We have to like, we're gonna tell you as much as we feel is needed. Yeah. But if you ever have any questions about what we actually went through yeah. or, like, want to, like, figure out how we got to where we were or, like, what we did. Yeah. You can always ask us questions privately. Like, it's 100%. not a big deal. Yeah. Like, we've been through it so many times and we've told the story so many times, yeah. either to ourselves or, like, to our diaries that we're just, like, yep. hey, we could tell other people now. Oh, yeah. Like, and it should be a thing that should be talked about openly because it's oh, a yeah. thing that happens and it's not okay. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean, Jellybean? I agree. Hundy P.
Yeah. All right. Also, no shame. No shame. <laughs> Fuck that shame. No shame. Fuck no shame. shame. So for all right, I've felt shame all my life. So now that I don't feel shame, it's like boom. Welcome. I feel home. so much freer. So much freer. Fuck that shame. Oh, nice. I think. Nice. Oh my god, is that our title? Fuck that shame. I I sent you our title, but like we could change you it. Sent me the title already. Okay, that's yeah. amazing. Okay, I'll <laughs> feel like we can alter it. Okay. All right. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye.